Come, come and sit by my hearth. Warm your hands at the fire and your soul with some scotch. That's my favorite, but I do have more to offer you. Rest a while. Allow me to share with you a few stories, and I would love to hear one from you. My words will weave for you a tapestry of life. I will show you spirits without time. I will show you ancestors who, very much like we are now, shared stories around a fire. I will show you how those spirits and ancestors have led me from discovery to knowing, and from knowing to following. Discovering? Knowing? Following what, you ask? The answer is simple. My path. Welcome to Runewalking in Modern Times. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Runewalking in Modern Times. I'm Ken, the Runewalker. This week we move from the darkest half of the year into the lightest. I do love having four seasons, and I am ready for warmer weather, although we are supposed to get snow this week. Happy Spring Equinox or Ostara. I really need to get my plants going inside for the garden. But, for now, I will be spending some time with you, and I thank you for spending some time with me. This week, I do not have a guest. As spring nears, schedules get busier and it can be hard to get them aligned to make interviews happen. This week on the show, I thought I would, as I usually do, Consult the runes and see what they wanted to bring into our awareness. I began by reaching into the velvety, soft black bag. My fingers danced among the small yew tree pieces carved with the shapes of the runes. This set I commissioned. They were made by Sophia Fate Changer. Don't forget to look them up on www.onblackwings.com. I also have an oak set made by Jared of Rowan Wolf Runecraft, who I spoke with at the beginning of this season. You can find him at rowanwolfrunecraft.com. Normally, I would pull three runes, asking to be shown the thread or threads in the tapestry that we should be looking at. Tonight, it was four runes. The first two pulls were singles. The last pole I thought was a single, but as I opened my hand, there lay two in my palm. I laid them out in front of me, between my keyboard and I. You probably thought I was going to say something way more woo-woo or weird, like the skull of a sacrificed goat or something similar, but it was just the keyboard. I stared at the shapes, waiting for the patterns to emerge. I read the rune poems I'd written for each. These will be in the upcoming book, by the way. I read the poems again. I sat with the yew wood pieces. Several threads began to emerge. Let's explore those threads now. The runes I pulled were Ingus, Darkana, Hagalaz, and Querth. One of the common threads here is 
death by sacrifice, death to survive, death the inevitable, death as a catalyst for transformation. Such a grim topic after I spoke about how excited I was for the warmer weather in summer, don't you think? And again, it is somewhat the death of the dark giving way to the light that we are celebrating in the Northern Hemisphere currently. These runes also feel like another thread. This past weekend, I was asked to facilitate a sauna rite for a group of local folks. I organized the rite in accordance with the one found in the book, Horn and Banner, Rituals for the Northern Tradition, published by Aspidel Press, compiled by Raven Caldera. This is the rite we use in my tradition. I thought of this when I saw these runes. Imagine this. The idea that we are passing through an opening into a small, dark place, going into the depths of ourselves, our pain and our fear, as well as communing with our ancestors, all as a way to receive purification. That's a very spiritual take on it. Sometimes it is merely a way to cleanse our bodies. I can't help also being pulled into a long present thread that has shown itself in my daily rune guidance videos on my YouTube channel, at the Rune Walker. We have been told time and again that a sacrifice must be made. Please allow me to clarify that. I do not mean we must throw a virgin, or ten, into an active volcano. In my experience, the runes offer wisdom for living in this physical existence in a balanced way. When I speak about sacrifice, it means a few things. Sacrifice is required to become initiated into the mysteries. Sacrifice is required when we want to move from one place to another, from one experience into another. We can't take everything with us and just keep acquiring things. Not skills, but things. This can also apply to people in our lives or our passions. Ingus also speaks of sacrifice as being done for the greater good. Freris sacrificed every harvest so that the fields will be bountiful the next year. This does ask us to look at our interaction and impact on the cycle and the earth. Do we care about the next harvest being bountiful? We produce so much garbage. And we don't think about it because it just gets taken away once per week and we never have to see it again. We are being asked to shed our ways that create imbalance. Within Berkana lies the idea that we must complete this shedding using the discernment of the mother. Contrary to our common ideas of being a mother, this is done without emotion. I know it is hard to accept. And yet, living here dictates that we must make choices based upon our survival and that of our community. 
the decisions are practical and logical. There is absolutely a time and a place for emotions. They are powerful and beautiful. Emotions require balance as well. We need to be practical when it comes to culling things in our lives that are not helping to sustain us and the community. If something will impact the ability of the community to survive and thrive in the future, it must be removed. And no, this has nothing to do with gender, color, sexual identity, nor anything else being used to discriminate against people who are being themselves and living their lives. This more speaks to the health of our soils after using harmful pesticides that can impact the water supply and ecosystems. We must do better. Hagalaz in this lineup coupled with Querth, as they did come out of the bag together, signifies a long process, a hard process, one that is self-imposed and inevitable. The longer we ignore this message, the bigger the hailstones will get. The hailstones that will rain down from the sky and hurt like hell when we get struck with them. The future is inevitable and inescapable. We continue to ignore the reality of accountability. We are accountable for our actions and our inaction. Fate is set with every decision and changed with the very next one. We cannot escape the decisions we have made, and so we must take responsibility for them and do what we can to mitigate the impact to our life here. Folks, we can do this. We can make different choices and decisions. We can choose to clean out our closets and donate old clothes to those who need them. In the desert where I live, we can choose not to water our non-native green grass midday when the temperature is 100 degrees. We can carpool. We can build communities with respect for everyone. We are pack animals and we need each other. More than ever, Many people are feeling isolated and disconnected. There are so many small things we can do every day to improve the future for the other beings on the planet. Our future with the other beings on the planet. The last image I will leave with you is this. Querth is the rune of the funeral pyre. After the fire has burned fast, consumed the body, and released the spirit, all that is left is ash and maybe some shards of bone. Think of this while organizing and cleaning out your physical belongings. If all that is left is ash and bone, the most basic of pieces. How many coats do you really need? 
How many vehicles do you really need? How many rooms in your home do you really need? If tomorrow you were evacuated and could not return to your home, what would you take? That is a good place to start. Rune walking in modern times is not just about the runes of Northern Europe. It is about each of us finding our own worldview with which we can view and interact with the other life on this planet and the cycle of each place we live. It is about living within these cycles and ecosystems in ways that are balanced and create the possibility of long-term survival. My goal is that by the next episode, I will have culled at least one box worth of unnecessary items from my space in my efforts to purify myself and my space. Folks, I hope you will endeavor to do the same. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Rune Walking in Modern Times. It was a short one, but I feel very pointed and poignant. Friends, may your weird be filled with health, wealth, strength, and virility. <laughs>